Integrity is choosing courage over comfort. You choose what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy. And you choose to practice your values rather than simply professing them. So integrity is a choice. Brene Brown Bending Not Breaking The Dragon Prince Edition Episode 1 Echoes of Thunder Hello, and welcome to this new segment of the Bending Not Breaking podcast. If this is your first time joining us, you are in for a treat. And if you are returning, thank you for joining us on this new adventure. I've been thinking about how to engage with the Dragon Prince on the podcast for quite a long time, but taking on something new with school and investing in the podcast has just been a little bit more than we expected. So... This is more of a side project that I'm doing because I really love the show and in between semesters of school, uh, there's been really just a lot to be learned from the show. I've watched it several times and I really just can't wait to tackle some of the really beautiful moments with you all. And much like our main Bending Not Breaking podcast on Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, my plan is to focus primarily on the episode at hand but I cannot promise there won't be spoilers. So, if you haven't watched all of the Dragon Prince yet, at least what is released to this point, I am warning you I might spoil something for you. So, spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Today, though, uh, we're going to talk about integrity. We are going to watch each episode of the Dragon Prince through a different lens, and today our lens is integrity. And I want to tell a short story about integrity to help us get into the feel of it and get a sense of what we're talking about. So when I was in school, I was always the kid one might call a teacher's pet. I loved getting to know my teachers and being friends with them. I loved the attention and the care I received. I remember all my teachers' names and did pretty much whatever I could to garner affection. I used to bring anything I could from home to uh, impress my class and my teachers, and I even brought my brother and his pet snakes to class one day so that I could have the class pet them and the teacher appreciate me for it. Uh, when I was in the first grade, though, I was in Miss Schaefer's class, and I one day just wanted to give her a gift. So I was at home looking for something to give her, and I came upon my brother's super neat pencil he had just gotten. It was one of those really cool pencils that actually looks like a stick, but <laughs> it's actually a pencil. So naturally, I took it because I wanted to give something super cool and super neat to my teacher. She loved it, and I felt the rush of the chemicals reward me with happiness, and I didn't feel remotely bad about it until my teacher called home to thank my parents for the gift, and I was busted. And so then the funny thing is I proceeded to lie about taking it. And honestly, I have no idea what was going through my head, but I know now that I definitely chose the fun, fast, and easy route then. I chose comfort over courage. And I, I needed a lesson in integrity. 
unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't have the Dragon Prince to help me out uh, back then, but I do have it now. And so I want to dive into how the Dragon Prince can help us engage with integrity. Okay, so what I want to do each episode is we'll do a quick recap just to kind of get as much as we can into a short amount of time. So I'm going to do a pretty quick, speedy recap just to cover a few details. So on your mark, get set. My turn. A prologue explains the setting. Long ago, humans used dark magic and we were driven off by dragons and elves, and now humans have killed the dragon king and his egg, but maybe not. And war is imminent. Elven assassins assemble to kill the king, uh, King Harrow, and his son Ezrin, and the youngest among them, Rayla, the elves, shows mercy on a guard and lets them go free instead of taking his life. And as the human kingdom of Catullus braces for an attack by moonshadow elves, King Harrow makes plans to send sons Callum and Ezrin away to a safe place. Sorin is sent off by Viren to find moonshadow elves, and their illusion magic protests them. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, some are good, some are bad. I uh, did my best, short amount of time. So anyway, I want to now move into the main segment. So on this segment, we'll talk about the episode and the top five moments that pertain to the lens we're discussing, which today is integrity. And our first thing, our first topic on the lens of integrity in this episode for me is I want to talk about this reliability of the narrator that is speaking, because this person is providing the history of the world, it's giving us the context of this war that it seems imminent, and for those of us that have watched ahead, we realize that this voice is Erevos. And by nature of that, I really question the reliability of the information, knowing that it is coming from him. Like, for instance, who dubbed dark magic as dark? How, how did the humans gain this type of magic? What Did they really just discover it? Or maybe was it like there are other things involved there? Also, he says that the humans destroyed the egg, and we learn that this isn't true. So how much of what else he said is in question? I don't know. Who knows? When we are lied to, it makes me question the integrity of the one lying. So whose purpose does it serve to have this particular story shared? It really makes me question the value of trust when it comes to integrity. And what integrity does, I feel like, is build credibility, which helps make it easier to trust. But at the same time, like, where where do you start? Do you start with the trust? Do you start with the integrity? Do you start with, where do you start? And this just lifts up a, a complicated question that I'm, I'm sure that you all have wonderful answers to. So if you do, feel free to share it with us. You can find us on all the social medias, bnb underscore pod. We'd love to hear your response and thoughts on this first point. Now, moving on to question two, or thought number two around integrity. So I, we're going to talk about Rayla here and her pursuit of the sentry, the guard, and she pursues and pins the sentry, looks them in the eye, and she does not follow through with killing them. She even returns to camp and lies about it. So if one component is integrity, of integrity rather, is practicing our values rather than simply professing them and choosing courage over comfort, I have questions. <laughs> is it that Rayla needs to admit that this job is not aligned with her values? Like, what about the job doesn't align? What are the elements in place that are preventing her from feeling 
comfortable sharing her concerns? Like, why doesn't she tell the truth here? What is the, what are the pressures pressuring her? And like, what, like, what is precisely getting in the way of Rayla being able to act with integrity here? And there's a few things that come to mind. One is it seems a lot like the Moonshadow elf culture has a strict honor system, and I, I think that can really be suffocating for some. It's It reminds me of the Fire Nation in Avatar The Last Airbender. And when we have this kind of culture that like puts so much pressure on somebody to act a certain way, anytime the opportunity comes along where our values go against that, it becomes really challenging to navigate. And I just, I want to take a moment to offer blessings for anyone in a work environment that does not align with their personal value system, but feels compelled to stay, that it's just a tough spot to be in. And I have so much compassion for anyone who's in this position. So blessings for, for those of us that are, that are in that situation. Okay. My third point on integrity for us. So I want to talk about jelly tarts. This moment uh, kind of reminds me of me. Uh, so Ezrin and Bate are thieving little nabbers. Um, they're not stealing pencils, but instead they're stealing jelly tarts. And Ezrin seems more than unrepentant. <laughs> he seems like eager to continue to steal these jelly tarts because of how delicious they are. So if it's about integrity, do we think that Ezrin is acting outside of his values or are his values simply just not formed yet, do we think? Like it just it makes me wonder what it's like to go back to being what it, what I where I was when I stole that pencil and it makes me question how to handle conversations about integrity with children because I don't know what would have gotten to my gotten through my head. I clearly understand integrity now, but I guess maybe not even clearly. I, I think I have a grasp on integrity now, but just acting on values and based off values is a difficult understanding for children to take on because our values are make me feel good and keep me safe. And I, I just think it's really interesting to talk about what it, what it looks like to teach values. And so for Ezrin, it doesn't seem like he's acting outside of his values. His values are yummy jelly tarts. I want one. I'm going to take one. But, you know, we, we see that he clearly has more formed values as the show progresses. And so maybe this is the beginning of, of something that will come anew, much like it was for me. Like that was a foundational moment that I thought about when I thought about integrity that I still remember. And I wonder if Ezrin will come back to this moment and think about the time when he and Bates stole jelly tarts. But, oof, that's a, that's a lot there. So on top of being a thieving little nabber, he may or may not be growing from this moment, and we'll, I guess we'll just have to find out. So here we go, point four. Uh, there's a lot to do with Soren's scene with Callum that just makes me kind of cringy. I just, I think I question Soren's attitude in this scene, especially considering what we learn about him later on. 
it seems like his treatment of Callum here falls outside of his values. And so, like, why then is Soren poking fun at Callum? Like, what is it that is driving him to do that? And it seems like Soren's view of Callum as being a step prince and not a true prince by blood, like, I just, I wonder if this is getting in the way of truly try like Soren trying to teach Callum instead he just makes him feel bad and so what are the things there that could possibly drive Soren to treat Callum with such disdain I just I really wonder if he's treating Callum so poorly because for that split second it makes Soren feel better like putting others down and being judgmental can can make it seem like we are better than just for that fraction of a second. And ultimately it makes us feel worse. But this moment, I just wonder if picking on Callum just like is a source of trying to cope with his surroundings. And it just makes me question what he's trying to cope with. Like, I wonder how Soren was raised. I wonder what type of parenting he received like because we realize that Viren is raising him and raised him and I wonder I really wonder if he might be resentful of Callum here because Harrow doesn't seem to display that quite amount of toxic masculinity and Harrow is pretty compelling with his feelings and I wonder if Soren is jealous that Harrow didn't raise him and I wonder if he's uh, resentful that he has Viren and Callum despite having a different mother, still is cared for by, by Harrow. And I just, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What what do you think is getting under Soren's skin here that makes him treat Callow, Callum this way? Because I'm not sure. I don't know that I have a great answer. I just, there's just a lot there. And so, like, this is like, you know, point four B, <laughs> because I want to continue on this little, this scene, because... Why does Soren then try to help Callum a few seconds later with, with Claudia? It feels, honestly, it feels like toxic masculinity and almost as if, like, the bro code supersedes his resentment and jealousy. Like, the bro or man code, whatever you call it. Like, ugh, maybe I'm the right, not the right person to ask. But I just, maybe you all have a more generous reading than I do. But let me know. Let me, like, what, why does Soren go from picking on Callum to choosing to help him earn brownie points with Claudia. Because I, I'm not sure I have a good answer, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Because, you know, it's always better when we can collaborate. Okay, 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 okay. So, my last point, point five, is about Harrow. So, King Harrow tells the boys that they're going to the Banther Lodge and that winter is coming. There's a lot of references in this show. That is just one of them, but I, I caught one. Um, <laughs> Harrow, in this moment, realizes his attempts to sway the boys are not working when he's like, oh, let's go to the Banther Lodge and, you know, make mud men, uh, <laughs> dirt men. And, you know, that doesn't work. So he switches tacks and... His tack is more like, no, you're going, that's the end of the story. And he doesn't share the whole story. He doesn't tell them why they're leaving. And I wonder if Harrow felt 
something iffy and struggle bus on that mo- on that moment because he wasn't able to be honest with his kids. So being honest with children is a really tough thing to navigate because like one, we, we have this like concept of wanting to preserve the childhood of our children. We want to like make it, make it so that they don't have to worry. And there's this weird like ebb and flow to whether that should be done or should not be like, what are the moments in which we should share tough information with our kids? And what are the moments in which we should hide the truth from them? And there's a lot of different responses from a lot of different people on this topic, y'all. So (laughs) I do not claim to have the answer, but I just, I want to offer another blessing for, for parents and for guardians who are put into a position to choose one value over another. Sometimes we have to choose honesty over over keeping our child, <laughs> preserving our child's innocence. And sometimes we choose family over honesty and choosing the comfort of family and choosing something else. So I just, I want to offer a blessing for those who know the hard truths of making decisions like these and who have to make these decisions every day, especially in times with uh, COVID-19 and do we tell our kids about the virus and do we tell our kids about all the systemic racism that's going on? And the answer for me on each of those things is different depending upon the situation. But what I do know is that most of the time, I think it's better to be honest with them and to help them see that it is a challenging situation. I, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. And we have an obligation to, to teach how to navigate tough things, but we also love our children enough to sometimes choose comfort over courage. And so just, again blessing all of us who have to make decisions like that because they are never easy. Wow. Okay. So integrity. (laughs) Uh, So those are my top five moments on integrity. If you have a moment about integrity that is different than those and you want to share it with us, remember to reach out. You can find us at thearcofee at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear it. We might even play it on the show. If you would rather write us, you can write us an email or you can contact us on social media and you can find us at BNB underscore pod on all the things, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. So don't be scared. Come and find us. We'd love to hear from you. Next, we have a new segment that's not necessarily on the Bending Not Breaking podcast, and that is the the Lens MVP. This is a new thing we're trying. It's the Lens MVP in which we choose a character that embodies the lens that we chose uh, the most. 
and and not necessarily the most, but like the most like valuable teaching lesson maybe. And so this is the person that kind of gives us a big place to talk about uh, regarding the lens and a person who does it really well, or potentially if it's not a great lens, if we're looking at a lens through like privilege, this is the person who's the most privileged or whatever the lens may be. Okay, so for, for me, the lens MVP of this episode is, I'm going to go, like, honestly, it's Rayla. So here's the deal, though. She lied in this episode. Like, so they, she's not, like, amazing. But here's why I'm choosing her instead of someone else. She might have lied, but her her commitment to her still forming values won out against the cultural and societal pressures of the Moonshadow Elves. And I just, I really value when people can make choices that stand out against culture and society because maybe that's just me. But often I think society and cultures put us in boxes that are not always great. And I think Rayla lives into what is right here instead of what she has been told. And I I think that deserves an MPV, uh, an MVP award in my opinion. So Again, reach out on the social medias and tell us who is your MVP for integrity in episode one. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And finally, that brings us to gratitude. And for gratitude, this segment, for those of you who have not joined us before, gratitude is a moment where we share who we're grateful for and who is a character that has given us something that we are we are proud and grateful and thankful to to enjoy and it can be something that they taught us it could be about the lens or not but just in general who are you grateful for okay so i am grateful for callum and there's this this early moment with ezrin in the episode that's just really touching and it's the moment where there's a thunderstorm outside. It's very early on, and Ezrin wakes up and, like, oh my god, where's Callum? And Callum responds in a loving way, and to have an older brother with that much compassion is beautiful. And I have four older siblings, and they were not always that way. I, I grew up uh, often having to hide my vulnerabilities for fear that they would be uh, laundered over me. Uh, is that the right word? Probably not, but you know what I mean. And I just, I really want to thank Callum for showing me what it can look like to have a healthy relationship with a younger sibling in which vulnerabilities are honored and taken care of. And especially between two brothers where, God, toxic masculinity can really, really get in the way of that. So again, I'm grateful for Callum. I'm grateful for for Ezrin, but I'm grateful for the Dragon Prince. I'm grateful for everybody. The whole point is I pick one. Okay, I'm, I, I digress. Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this. Thank you for being a part of the Dragon Prince edition of Bending Not Breaking. This has been Ben Pruitt, and we are truly grateful to everyone that supports the podcast on Patreon, our incredible listening community, these wonderful people uh, that are following here. So Alex Mayfield, Noah Blanchard, Kira Martin, and Max Gongaware, you all make this possible. So thank you. 
And listeners, remember, you can follow us for more content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us at BNB underscore pod. And if you want to support us on Patreon, there are a lot of other perks that you can get there as well. If you have any questions about the show or if you want to send us a voicemail with your thoughts on the episode, you can email us at thearchivee at gmail.com for you feel to just record a voice memo on your phone and send it our way. Generally, FYI, we try to keep those to about two minutes in length if we want it to be on the podcast. Anyway, thank you again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you'll join us next time. But until next time, be well and do good. Mm-hmm.